You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Are we overstimulated? This week on Carly's Couch, we discuss the science of overstimulation, how it affects us, and ways to take meaningful breaks. Hey, welcome to Carly's Couch. I'm Lextopia. <laughs> if y'all are watching the video, she's been working on smiling more. She's doing a good job. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm, I don't think I did the last one. So. <laughs> Got to make up for it today. Hey, guys, hope you're doing well. All right. You probably, you probably so... actually like hearing me sound like that. Are you overstimulated? Of course you're overstimulated. Today, we'll talk about it. Man, you would have went crazy in the infomercial era. Yeah. I mean, I could do that now, but... I don't know. Y'all not sharing the podcast <laughs> enough for me. I know. So please share us with a friend. Um, we're all out here overstimulated. Um, also hit us, leave us reviews. Let us know if you have questions or ideas for episodes. But we are thankful that you are responding to these questions on the couch. Um, this week, Carly put a question out there that says, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened while on the job? Bro, I'm going to start with this wild shit first. So the most wild thing I've ever heard about someone on a job. So I had um, an acquaintance who is a flight attendant mm. and she said that a woman was breastfeeding a cat. Oh my God. Like a cat at her titty, like raw titty out on a cat. What so, do you say? You got to so, say something. Bro, so, here, so, here, so here's the story. So she said that um, the, the other passengers were complaining to the flight attendants because mm-hmm. a woman is breastfeeding a cat. And she said she didn't know or believe it, but she walked back and let, like went to say something. And the lady like whipped out paperwork while like breastfeeding a cat and was like, no, I can do this. I have a legal thing. Da, 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 da. And she was like, look, Ooh, I ain't so about to lose my ready. job. So yeah, that's so wild. I just don't know how I would handle that as a flight attendant or the person sitting that next is to wild, her. though. That is, yeah, that's probably the craziest one. Um, hmm. And then I had to, because I put this question out a little bit last minute, but um, (laughs) whenever I was a sweet hostess for Oklahoma football games, Boomer Mm -hmm. Sooner, um, the first year I was doing it, I had the owner of the Thunder, and he had just bought the Thunder and moved them to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And he brought Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Serge Ibaka, James Harden, all of them to the suite, and nobody nobody cared. Nobody gave two damn. (laughs) So I had all these people who are superstars, you know, in the NBA and stuff. In my suite, and nobody cared at the moment because they were so new. Mm-hmm. And now it's like that is unheard of to even one get them all in the same place, but two they can't walk around with, without people bothering them. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Like looking back at it, um, they were all real sweet too, real sweet, real kind, like really nice people. And then um, one more is someone said someone I worked with at a food place used to take girls' mm. names off of their ID cards um, and then follow them on Facebook and try to holler. Yeah, it's a lot of weird stuff like that that happens. Um, I don't, I can't think of anything. Actually, there's probably craziest thing, I guess, can be positive or negative, Mm -hmm. but my work is kind of random. So I'm not, I'm not even sure what to say for that, but, um, I am thinking about in my head, like, what are some of the types of jobs where people have a lot of stories? And like, I have one friend who was like a manager at Walmart. And so like, I immediately think about like (laughs) 10,000 stories they have, which you can imagine stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think of what other jobs like might see really crazy stuff. The steward, the flight attendant, rather, definitely. I know they see crazy Retail, stuff. Retail, I bet um the cleaning staff at hotels probably oh, sees man. wild shit. Yeah. Um, or even the staff at hotels probably see wild shit. Uber drivers probably see crazy. Yeah, oh things. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I know there's some crazy Uber stories too because I've I've heard a lot of people tell those too. But 
Yeah, that I think that first one kind of takes the cake, and that's something I would just never think about. So I'm I'm gonna let you win off of that <laughs> um, flight attendant. Yeah, sorry you had to go through that. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that's just weird. That's so weird. Um, okay, so with that, um, this week I wanted to talk about overstimulation because I saw a TikTok that had basically referenced like in the morning. Like before 10 o'clock, we probably see more video content and consume more content Mm -hmm. than people from the 1920s, 30s, or 40s did in their whole lives. And I just started wondering, like, are we overstimulated? Um, Like, what does that look like? And yeah, so we had to do some research so we could talk about it. Yeah. And when I think about being overstimulated, it's easy for me to recognize being in that place based off of um, my habits, for example, I recognize that I pick the phone up as soon as I get slightly bored um, when I'm watching TV. So I'm already engaging in something. And yet, anytime there's kind of a down moment, like I might pick my phone up to also look at something. Or when you're driving a vehicle, but when you get to a stoplight, then you're like, well, let me check Twitter real quick. So for me, I don't even know anymore what it feels like like the to say I feel overstimulated in this moment. But what I can tell is that I need stimulation very often. And so to me, I feel like that's a sign that in general, I'm overstimulated if literally at any two seconds, my brain is calling for something else. Like it it literally is like a call for something. And there's been times you probably have done this too, where I'll like have my phone plugged up in the back or somewhere else. And like, I notice like, damn, I really keep reaching for it and I don't have it and I don't need it. You know, I just want to Google the fall of Rome because they said something in this show which I did last night, but, um, but then it's like, gotta Google this. And like this, I'll move it up and go get my whole phone. But then also once I go get the phone, I don't even do the Google first. I go on Twitter real quick. Then I like check somebody real quick. Then I forget what I even got it for. And it's just, it's a lot. And I just recognize that it's a lot. So to me, I must be overstimulated because I can't, it's hard to not be on autopilot of wanting to find stimulation. Yeah, and I feel like that's probably the best way to tell is the fact that we're trying to always multitask and do 50, 11 things. Like, I remember when Like, you need it. Like, you need it. It's like even, um, I saw a thing where it's talking about people, even when they're driving cars, like, still have an urge to check their phone and to, mm-hmm. to, to do all this. And it's like, why, why do we need to do all of these things? So I think that, um, that's a huge indication. That Especially when it's so not worth it, too. Like, Bro. when you think about the risk of, like, because everybody's had those couple times where it's like all the nerves in your body jump because you were like, oh, <laughs> like they stopped. Um, and you wasn't even doing nothing for real. You just barely looking away or might even thought of something else. But like, it's not worth the distraction. Like, I think about this so often. And yet, and I also think about how if I had kids in the back or whatever, whatever, I wouldn't even want them to see me like looking at something else. And yet it just feels so hard to not pick something up every two seconds. Um, it really is. So I, I think it's worth for the fact that it's distracting when we are needing to pay attention and for the fact that it's like, well, I don't know if it's a bad thing, but it feels like it's just not a good thing. We could talk about why to be watching something and be trying to do something else or needing to feel like you have to do something else in in every down moment. Um, But it's something that I would like to reduce. Absolutely. The biggest thing for me is how much I pick up my damn phone. Like it Mm -hmm. is crazy that that is my first reaction in something. Um, 
we'll have some more on that later. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing for me. But to define like stimulants, when we talk about being overstimulated, it could be anything from visuals, lights, sounds, technology, so screens, um, people, like being around a bunch of people, mm-hmm. like life being overwhelming and overstimulating. So think about all of these things that you interact with and deal with every single day and how that can start to really tax your nervous system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even being around a lot of people or stepping into a party sometimes can feel overwhelming and perhaps that can uh, count as stimulation. But then I'm also now thinking about times you'll be in the party and you're still like pulling your phone out and stuff. And it's like, dang, I can't be in one moment, <laughs> like anywhere. Um, so so let's think about that. What's wrong with too much stimulation? Is there something wrong with it or is it just something to be aware of? I think that there are things wrong with it. And I'm the two, the two that like really come off top for me or like one is our attention span it is trash like poochies like it is so hard to keep anybody's attention span and i work with adults and kids and it is like across the spectrum like all of us are worse than goldfish at this point like less than seven seconds and real fast to that what is what is the benefit of having a longer attention span though because I feel like you can be more present in the moment. Um, you're able to I learn more. more you can probably solve things more quickly because that was my second one is like, whenever you are multitasking, like we always lie to ourselves and say we're great multitaskers, but mm-hmm. there's so much scientific evidence that says we're not, like yeah, we're actually you're te- doing fucking everything terrible, trash. less efficient. We are not wired to multitask well. And like, even when you mm. think you're getting do- a lot done, like you're not like showing up in your full self in anything. And so like less attention span, we start, thinking we can do all these things. And it's like, so we're kind of half-assed in everything, even if we're not intending to. And that includes like being present with our friends and families too, like partners, mm-hmm. being present in moments, like that takes away. You can't learn things because your brain mm-hmm. is in 85 different places. And to connect it to other things we've spoken about then, it's like having, uh, being overstimulated gives us such a short attention span. But then the fact that we're not often present, we're not, we have too many thoughts, things going on. Uh, goes against, like I was about to say, what, we, what we've talked about in the past about just having a regulated nervous system and about um, your body not always being in like fight or flight. And I don't know, I think in general, it just feels, and I know there's probably, there's more scientific ways to express this, but your body is just working much harder than it needs to. And it's weird because it's like your body's also craving that. And so is there some type of like addictive properties of stimulation or something that makes it to where we need it like what's going on in our brain um when we're feeling so stimulated so different things but a lot of studies have shown that it's been linked to like dopamine like the pleasure hormones mm. like we get a quick hit of pleasure we get a quick hit of feeling like we're connecting with people when we pick up our phones and we're on social media even if we're not mm. like to it feels like your brain is doing these things and you feel like you're connected to people even when you're not and so i think that's another thing we run into is like you're never really in the present and you're not even really getting what you're looking for because it's a false sense of whatever you think you're getting in that moment. Yeah. And then it doesn't help that these apps like Twitter, they add the little sound and like they make it so that you drag and pull. And how many times, like I know I do it a million times in a row to like just refresh, refresh, refresh. And, and in the same time being like, I don't want to look at this or like, I don't like this ain't it right now. And yet you keep refreshing or, Sometimes you do pick up your phone and if you're real with yourself, you recognize like, I just want to see if somebody has responded to Mm -hmm. something. So, you know, it's like, it does feel like you need a hit of something. So if it's giving you dopamine, um, is that, um, or let me say, this is what I think is happening. You tell me if this is accurate. So is it like, because you're giving yourself too much, like a drug that now you just need like more and more to feel comfortable? 
Yes. So, yes, that is what studies are saying. Once you get accustomed mm-hmm. to a certain level of things and you start to look for it, that's also what happens when people um, get on drugs mm-hmm. and it plays with their brain chemicals mm-hmm. and, and that, like you're always chasing that high. And so essentially we're kind of doing that too in our everyday like movements. But it's better at the end of the day to need less dopamine is that what we're saying i don't know if that's a i don't know if that's a right statement Mm. but i would say like real quick some scientific things just to think about when you're thinking about how this affects you so um health and exhaustion so if you're asking your brain constantly to shift your attention from one thing to another thing Mm -hmm. to another thing to another it causes your prefrontal cortex to burn up oxygenated glucose which is the same fuel that we need to stay on task and in that like rapid continual shifting from task to task to task we start to exhaust ourselves Mm. where we can't even like show up and do what the rest of the things we need to do because we've already tried Mm -hmm. to jump around all day which leads to compromises in both cognitive and physical performance and then repeated task switching also has a link to anxiety which raises all of our stress levels and our cortisol in our brain which can lead to aggressive and impulsive behavior Mm -hmm. so it's not just dopamine it's like a bunch of little things that are happening as we are like searching for this constant like hit or constant Mm -hmm. attention and it sounds like you know a person could be going to their office for work and it's like you're like, dang, I'm not even really doing nothing, but you just feel drained because you've been doing too much of nothing. Like even just being on Twitter all day or um, scrolling through YouTube videos, you know, during your downtime or whatever you're flicking through on your computer all day. I think that sometimes that can drain you. Whereas it's interesting that sometimes we were just sitting down and focusing literally on the task of the work you're supposed to do or that you have in front of you that you might actually feel, um, not rested, but like you won't feel as drained after a day of doing that. And and sometimes it does feel like all these little things that we consider rewards, it kind of still doesn't have a great effect. So I don't know. It does feel like in that way that it's kind of an addiction or something that is worth trying to be aware of and bring it down just for the sake of the fact that it doesn't really feel that good. It feels like it just kind of um, exists there. Yeah, because I feel like I've definitely like woken up and gotten on my phone first thing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm exhausted before I even get out of bed. Yeah. And it's like, if we start the day like that or if we end the day like that or doing that at work, I just think that there are things that we can do to better take care of ourselves and allow our like brains a little bit of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, because my, my next question when I was thinking about overstimulation is like our brains are magnificent things and they can grow and evolve and like um scientists have measured the amount of data that has entered the brain and found that on average a person living today processes as much as 74 gigabytes in a day that's as much as watching 16 movies um through tv computers mm-hmm. cell phones etc every year it's about five percent more than the previous years only 500 years ago 74 gigabytes of information would what an, an highly educated person would consume in their lifetime through books and stories yeah that's incredible, but it makes total sense because of the access we have to so much as opposed to, um, I mean, obviously there's a time when you're literally, the only light you have is when you just wake up with the sun and go to sleep. And like, even think about that, like how just in the space of light, how much that has changed from back in the day to now, at least we have candles a little bit darker, or we can make this oil lamp. And then, you know, to everything from now computer mm-hmm. screens, is 10,000 screens around you, fluorescent lights everywhere. Um, you know, we've made it to where because we can control our environment that we've decided to OD on it, apparently. But that is pretty interesting. Like sound, lights, tech, all the things we mentioned before, stimulants have only become more and more and more present. And it's not saying that stimulation is a bad thing. Like, I think it's cool that we can consume those things and still operate. Like, 
our ancestors like were, would not have been able to because yeah. their brains weren't there. But I do think there's there are things that we can do to be more mindful in how we're consuming things and to stop like running our like energy like depleting our energy before our day gets started or mm -hmm. doing things to help like fortify our focus and our attention so that we actually get meaningful work done. But you know what I imagine? And tell me if you agree or disagree. I bet that, um, think about like um, back in the future, for example, I bet that somebody from like 1900 could adapt to the future faster than somebody from now could adapt to going back and not having access to any technology like that. I have a feeling that they will be overstimulated, but that they'll more quickly like fall into line. I think, like, it, I think we would be so dry that we would feel like we were going crazy. Maybe. I, I think it also depends on the person because also you see mm -hmm. a shift now where people are trying to go back to things people did back then. Like, oh, let me start gardening. Oh, barely. And let me do, I don't know. Gar I don't people think, buying farm, but listen, like gardening don't count. Like that's not, that's not taking away your stimulations for real. Like that you see Yeah, because you still day. have the access. Yeah, it probably would be harder for someone from now to adapt to back then as opposed to the reverse. Um, but I think that some of that stuff could be necessary to like help us like sit in stillness and, and, and some of those practices could help us actually regulate a little bit more. In yeah, our which, which is what it kind of made me think about is like, you know, you should be able to just like back in the day, well, maybe not for all of my listeners, but like people who had like grandparents or great grandparents from a certain age, like when you go back to their house, like you knew you wasn't about to be doing a whole lot of extra, like. <laughs> <laughs> he was about to be playing outside. I to be fair, and I, and I would be going crazy about yeah. that too. Yeah, so. and like he used to be at home in the summer, and it's, and that's back when we didn't even have like game consoles and stuff really even at our house. But like you'd be sitting out there like, dang, what are we about to do? It's boring out here. Um, and yet now it's weird because I think we just like options because right now, like we would say, just like how we're older, we like, dang, I, I would have appreciated nap time now, like we had in kindergarten. But like even now, it's like, you know, I would appreciate a couple of days in silence or to get away a little bit. Or maybe you just think that and you really would have a hard time. But I think it's worth exploring doing that from time to time. Does that help us conquer anything or is it just really just taking a break? I think that yes and. So I, I think it, it can be both. So people do this thing called Vipassana, which is like a 10-day silent um, retreat where you don't have phones. You don't talk to anybody. Nobody talks to you. You're not reading things. You're literally just being. And while that might sound extreme, I had a friend try it twice and could not do it past six days either time, but I've had other friends who have done it and loved it. But all of that to say, I think that those practices of learning to sit in stillness and to be present, like Eckhart Tolle preaches, like all of those things really do actually have neurological effects that can help our whole system. So you can learn those things from it. Um, but also I feel like some people probably do that and be like, this shit's dumb and I don't, and mm -hmm. it's not helpful, but you can, and those actually do like having that gratitude practice, the mindfulness, which everybody preaches to heal everything, but there really is something to it and how it affects our health. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some ways to regulate how much stimulation you take in, because thinking about that, what was it called again? Vipassana. Vipassana. So when I think about that, I also think about the fact that that's kind of impossible to just do yourself without going to a specific place. Um, because sure, you could tell maybe like your family or close people, like, hey, my phone's off for the next week or whatever, and put your um, email message on. But then like to not even read anything at all, like I, I feel like you'd have to super OD prepare or like, yeah, you might as well go camping or you got to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't even think you can really do that without the help of, of other people. 
but what are some ways that we can um, regulate how much we allow stimulation in? Um, maybe just like on a regular basis or around the house on a day-to-day type uh, situation. Yeah, so um, in doing all the research, the most accessible things, I think, are to um, give yourself less choices mm-hmm. and make big choices early. Like those are the two most impactful that I think we can do today. And what I mean by having less choices, like plan your meals, like have them ready, get meal prep, do something so you don't get overwhelmed at lunchtime and then do whatever. Because it's that, um, what is it, decision fatigue? Like when you have too much going on and if you have too much of that in your day, you're also exhausted. And they also said like, make your big decisions really early so you don't have to think about it, knock the hard stuff out of the way so that it gets done and you're not stressing about it or thinking through it for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. I think other ways to battle overstimulation is to get things out of your head when you can. So by that, I would say take time to meditate or be still um, intentionally, but also just to do like brain dumps. I see some mm-hmm. people do um, like dumps of things in their mind in the morning um, or like I I just got another pack of notebooks. You can like just write stuff down when you think about it. Just get it out of your head um, and that will help you to not have too much going on um, as well. Yep. Another simple-ish one is to stay organized because our space is a reflection of a lot of times what's going on in our head and our energy, but also when you know where things are and, and you don't have to think about it or try to find it, it doesn't throw you off. Like, so kind of organizing your space, organizing your desk or your workspace or whatever's going on, like that really helps too. Mm -hmm. And then a big one, and I'm going to start tying this into electronics, which we haven't really so far is um, with multitasking to set certain times to focus on certain things, whether that is work and not necessarily picking your phone up to also be on social media, or even if you're watching a TV show, uh, try to have your phone away. Like even even with doing stimulating activities, try to focus on the one. And I think that's just always interesting just to see how much you reach for your phone um, or how much you think about wanting to look up something or do something else. Um, and again, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think it, it's, interesting how much we will notice wanting to do a thing and it feeling like it's so automatic and instinctual. So practice um, not multitasking and setting times to do certain things and trying not to be on multiple devices at the same time. I think that one is so, so, so important. And also like thinking about um, when you're eating, there's a lot of data that show when you're distracted, when you're eating, it affects your metabolism too. Mm -hmm. So eating, like not when you're walking around or running from meeting to meeting, but actually sitting and just enjoying your food. Yes, just sitting and eating and like letting that be the thing that you're doing in that moment. Yeah, that's even hard for people to do. Like the only time I really watch stuff, well, when I'm eating is when I like to watch stuff. And yet I can imagine for sure, especially if you have family, like, using that time would be a little more wise to like talk to each other at least during that time so you see how a lot of people talk about like having family time and family dinner or how there's some families where everybody immediately is watching tv um and i think there's probably something to that too with like just needing something always happening um just try without like try to i guess with whatever activities you're doing it's like try to bring it a step down mm-hmm. and um Whenever we were talking about this, Lexi had a really good question about if overstimulation like leads to boredom or like lends itself to boredom. And I would mm-hmm. say I think so, because whenever we get our um, levels so high of like needing stimulation and then all of a sudden you start to take things away. That's why when people are like, oh, I need a vacation, but then they go on a vacation and mm-hmm. you're checking your emails and checking your phone first thing and doing this and doing that. Like, I think that this culture of overstimulation has really 
kind of made people more bored. Like, like people can't stand in line without getting on their phone or trying to read something. Like there's never a moment when you're not trying to satiate your need to do something or, or be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if I was trying to think about defining it, I probably would still separate those as two different things. Like when I'm bored, that's really like, I'm like, I'm bored, but needing stimulation is that's the thing that's interesting about it. It's not even because I'm bored per se, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it that when I need uh, stimulation, I just need stimulation. Like it feels crazy. I, um, I definitely this week, I'm going to see if I can pay more attention to my phone use. Um, but even times that I've had like the timer set for using different apps or, um, you know, they have little notifications and things you can do now, even when I set that though, it still is like, okay. And you know, you'll see it and you'll still keep using it. Um, but I wonder, I wonder if I could get away with like literally having my like phone away for a while. Um, I think the best thing that's worked for me with social media is to give myself certain times that I do check. So like, well, I check my social media at 10 and 12 and two and whatever, until a certain time and then it's just like maybe free for all. Um, but I think that's mostly what I what I check that makes zero sense. Yeah, I think the the thing I'm gonna try this week is to have set times for things because I've never actually just put social media on time. I do have timers and that does help me realize like, oh damn, I've already hit an hour and it's only mm -hmm. like then, you know, it's only 1 p.m. And didn't even do nothing for Bro, real. Bro, ain't doing nothing. Or like, um, so setting time and then also i like our focus work method that we always talk about is the pomodoro method so setting mm -hmm. a timer to focus on one task for 20 to 30 minutes taking a break and then doing that so letting whatever you're doing be the thing that you're doing and i challenge y'all to try that this week mm -hmm. like let the thing be the thing um yeah and hit us at carly's couch and let us know how it feels to actually just try to eat a meal without doing extra stuff yeah. or to only watch TV and not also be on your laptop phone or iPad or to drive and not be doing other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know it's um something I wish I did less of because I'm so judgy with other people about it. Like I can't stand to watch somebody, especially if like we're watching a movie or something and they're on their phone or like if you're out to dinner and you see people like just watching other things or doing, you know, like it always bothers me to see. And yet I'd be foolish to act like I don't all the time, you know, I'm really trying to, to do multiple things as well. So I feel like it's something that it's worth being able to be a person who can pay attention and who can really like be present in the moment. Um, and I think it does start with watching how stimulated we are and seeing if we can perhaps train ourselves to be a little bit less stimulated. I wonder how long we'd have to like really pay attention to it to like feel different, um, to feel like you don't need a thing or whatever. But yeah, that that is interesting. And there was not a lot of scientific information about we have so many more questions about mm -hmm. this topic and what it means and like what it means for us as humanity and our brains. And are we going to be able to continue growing and all that? But I think it's worth trying to um, regulate so that one, you can take some stress off your nervous system. You yeah. can be more present with the people that you love. And you can also bring your best self to all the things that you're doing. Yeah. And then maybe we can work up to having a challenge episode where we maybe have like no TV or no computer or no phone or something because um, it's coming yeah just to see yeah keep it realistic though um so think about how you are overstimulated in your life how you can slow down just a little bit and we will see you next week peace